T-minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. And as Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. We'll record to the cloud. Progress. Perfect. Okay, so we'll all record now. And I can do the some other thing if needed after just to clean up the beginning and the end. It's all okay. Yeah, beautiful. Wow. Very good. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I was saying the, uh, yeah, the activity has been very, very uh, intense here. I, I recently set up a a camera on my antenna array. I did that in August of, uh, okay. you know, last summer. And, you know, kind of crazy. I never did this before. But uh, the reason why I didn't never did this before is that when we set up a camera on an antenna array that's so sensitive that can detect signal from the moon, it creates tremendous amount of noise if you don't have a good camera. So oh, yeah. I always avoided having any kind of electronic junk around, you know, my antenna array because I'm doing two-way communication via moon bounce and it's highly <laughs> undesirable to have that. Anyway, so I, I set one up that is not creating noise and, oh boy, I mean, I've had uh, so many sightings actually during transmissions and I have wow. that all on video. I have a lot of video of it, so we'll be able to uh, cover that today. Wow, that'll be exciting because I, if you, you know, I, I put it up on Twitter. There was, you know, a lot of people were... You know, questioning it, but uh, there was a lot of interest in because I think we had discussed this in previous broadcasts. Where uh, I mean, the first thing I was thinking about is, well, did you ever decode one of these things? Did you ever see what they're trying to say? Because you you know what we're doing, but um, it's very interesting that you you've sort of got it, and so there's a lot of interest in in what you're doing. And you still have the big array, which um, uh, you moved from California to Arizona now, and you say the activity is a little bit increased. And but of course, you're doing different things. You're a little more moving down the road, you're a little more sophisticated than you were before, correct? Right, right. Uh, I keep, uh, you know, adjusting and improving. I mean, we we improve over time, our technique and everything. And I just have also more space here that's just more conducive to, to this kind of work. I'm uh, in a very rural area, I have a lot of space. The night skies are fantastic. There's just no light pollution here where I live wow. now. So uh, it gives me a completely different uh, experience, I mean, from, from the outside. Um, very, very pleased, however, how, you know, the way the whole thing is going overall, there's been a tremendous amount of participation worldwide. I mean, I keep receiving uh, testimon- you know, testimonials from experiencers worldwide uh, who are using the, the technique and having great success. They send me videos. Um, you know, I'm going to put a, a part number two of my documentary and include even more testimonials. I've got testimonials wow. literally from Germany, Canada. New Zealand, Australia, everywhere in the world, uh, Japan. Yeah, so yeah. We had, we had the one I recorded the one in um, when we were in um, Illinois. Even though you had Ed didn't have signal, Marcel and his son were there, and two of the three radios were going in there in the dark, and I I photo I videoed that. So I don't know if anybody else really realized what was going on, but I, I had seen the previous videos and realized like, wow, this is this is significant. 
yeah, it, it is really happening. It is really happening. So I, I don't know if, I mean, clearly we are living in very consequent, consequential times and um, there seems to be, I mean, before, I mean, in the old days, people were trying to record and video record, uh, you know, their experience with UFOs and the camera didn't work. And it's like yeah. people are not allowed, right, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like there's much more opening to it and, and we're able to video record and share information and, and footage and things like that that I think before, I don't know, it seems like we, we haven't seen this before, you know, it's like they're allowing us to do it. Well, that, that goes to the question about how, and we've probably discussed this before, about how you got started, because there is sort of an indication that you may have been allowed to do this, that you're, you're on the leading edge. Why you? Why, uh, how did this idea come to you? Because it has worked out fairly well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think one part of it, uh, you know, and I know we covered some of it in, in our last discussion, but, uh, you know, I've always had, an, I mean, what really got me started into this to that level was my interest in radio communication and space communication uh, which uh, you know very quickly when I repurposed my equipment to try this uh, you know contact work uh, I had immediate success and you know I, so I got into it very quickly and I had also as I mentioned before a mystical experience 2015 related to that and at the time, I was not doing any contact work. I was uh, I started contact work in 2017. I had my first contact in on May 1st, 2017. So um, my experience in 2015 at the time was, you know, I I didn't know what to make of it. To be honest, you know, what what first contact means really. I mean, what this is all about, right? Uh, the only thing I, I could really relate it to is that I knew and I felt, and it was very clear that the, what I was working on, the development of this antenna array, will have a role to play in some way. But at the time, I just you know, again, I had not started contact work, so I didn't make the connection. It's just later that all these pieces of the puzzle came together, and I say, I realized, I said, holy cow, you know, like this, you know, it looks like this was the predestined in some way. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the way it appears to me. It's like you know, like because you are you are true that a lot of people weren't allowed to, or the cameras, the batteries would go off or whatever, and uh, you you had very good success. So let's get going because this is, I think, they, we had hyped this show as. Um, you've some, sort of now started to decode mm -hmm. contact coming from the other side, what they're saying or what this is. And I don't know if you um, if you read the Re Rendlesham Enigma. When when I saw what you had, had shown me at the end of the thing, they show that it's not every ticket is a message that says, hello, we're here from Alpha Centauri or whatever. And it's this thing where they make you figure it out. It's like yes. in, in the Rendlesham Enigma, it's all mathematical. If you look at the crop circles that all seems to be mathematical as well that it's not a simple uh you know here's the answer left brain written out statement it's this sort of thing where they make you go through the the work so let's go through uh where we've come since you we last talked yeah yes yes absolutely and, and what you're saying is correct uh you know the type of communication we are we appear to be getting from these, these uh, non-human intelligence is, is not like we're talking here, obviously, right? They, they talk into mathematical language and it's layers upon layers upon layers of information. It's just incredible what this opens and uh, opens up. And uh, I'm very uh, excited to present. Uh, I, I made a video, um, a special video, I think it lasts maybe 22 minutes to summarize and show the, the, the interaction, or I call it energy signature that uh, I was able to decode very recently, um, and I say decode. I say that uh, with um, 
you know, a little gray area here in the sense that there's probably much more to decode yeah, into yeah. it. It is just it just opened the door to so many things. Uh, but yeah, so since it's last last time we talked, I believe it was in April of 2021 or something yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, I uh, relocated. Uh, I moved to uh, Arizona since uh, uh, back in June of 2021, yeah. and I have relocated all my antenna array here. Uh, actually, I have uh, modified and upgraded my antenna even more, and I have more power as well, more space, so I can make bigger antennas. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, finally, have all, have, having all the space to do all this, so it's very exciting. And uh, you know, a lot of, has happened since uh, since last time we t we talked. Um, one of the things that, as I mentioned before, I installed also a, a, a video camera on my antenna array. Uh, which I had not done before because, as mentioned, you know, setting up any kind of you know electronic equipment on a, such a sensitive antenna system, it just create, creates noise, electronic noise. It's very undesirable if you do moon bounce communication. So I, but I found a good camera that uh, does not produce this this noise, and so, and since I set it up, I've had an incredible number of sightings. Wow. I mean, and actually sightings during the transmissions, um, which is. Uh, is very touching in many ways and you know i'm asking myself the question you know have these sightings always been there I mean, have yeah, they been yeah. always manifesting themselves and I, I just didn't have a camera to, to look for it right yeah. so yeah. That's, uh, that's an interesting question but so this uh, uh this has uh you know enhanced the experience even more and opened some doors and i have good footage i will uh, sh share uh, momentarily about this yeah. Um, and, and obviously, the other thing that we've all been trying to do for a long time is try to kind of decode these messages. I mean, yeah. what's behind these, these transmissions? They are clearly breaking the laws of physics in many different ways, many different ways, and I have videos of that as well uh, to show some of it. Um, but what's behind it, right? And so it took me, it took me many, many months. I mean, the, the energy signature or the interaction that I've made progress in decoding uh, I mean, have have I've, I've had this uh, energy signature interacting uh, for many many months. I would say probably maybe two year, two year and a half or so. I I, I didn't yeah. take note when it started, um, and it's just recently on on November first of 2021 that I had a breakthrough, and it happened in a very very amazing way, um, and I will get into that. So the the energy signature that uh, you know, and maybe we can cover that now that. Uh, you know, I've made some breakthrough. Is uh, I call it the eight tones. It's a it's an interactions that once we analyze with a spectrogram, a spectrum analyzer, we can identify eight different frequencies that are embedded in this transmission. Very clear, very mm -hmm. clear frequencies. Uh, it's not typical like you know um, this shh, this kind of background noise. No, yeah. there they are there are clearly frequencies and tones embedded in in the uh, in the interaction, but. Are you going to show that uh, where you do that? Yeah, because that was that was pretty significant. The one thing, I, and maybe I can ask you now as, as you, we go along, is as soon as I saw that, I said, oh, this is like a, a musical oct uh, uh, octave, eight eight notes in an octave. And I, I, I follow some channelers, and the one channel I follow is a guy by the name of Paul Selleck. And he says that he's done 10 books, no edits in the book as to what he's being told. And he says that they will not use scientific terms. And they say that 100 years from now, all the terms we use in science will no longer be used. You've got to think in terms of music. You've got to think in terms yeah. of vibration. And yes. I think you got into that as well, where you're looking at Tesla 
with vibration rather than objects and stuff like that. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And amazingly also, all these findings that we'll see in a few minutes here connects to our history, connects to the ancient sacred sites on this earth, like namely the Pyramid of Giza is one yeah. of them that is very significant. Uh, and so it's, uh, you know, it's multi-layered, uh, very multi-layered. And I've learned, I mean, through through this, uh, you know, this work over the last few months, I've learned a lot. And uh, there are new things there that I had never seen before. I think it's very new. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we're very excited to present it. So I do have, again, a video montage and uh, yeah. there are more information that com keeps coming th coming in. Uh, yeah. Even last week, <laughs> you know, I developed more the, the eight tones. So there's it's, there are so many layers to this that it's just, I think that's going to open uh, a can of... Uh, uh, I wouldn't say warm because it's not the right term, but it's, it opens a can of, you know, gifts that we'll have to uncover for, for, yeah. for humanity. And, and one, one last thing before you show the video, and that is that this is this would be duplicatable. So it's, this is not like something where like a CE5, you go out there and you may see something you may not. You're having very high success ratio in terms of uh, responses according to signal. So you could actually have, if say some scientific uh, university or somebody caught onto this, they could actually real go real go and reduplicate this this material that you're doing. No, absolutely. I mean, so far my my experience has been is that it's extremely repeatable, reproducible, also over time, and we'll show yeah. that in the video. Yeah. Um, and I I know other experiencers obviously that have that you know these kind of interactions, and it's also you know repeatable. So so far um, it looks like we've been allowed to carry on with this and document and. They are collaborating Beautiful. with us. I mean, no doubt about it. It's exciting. It's exciting stuff. So let's go ahead with your sure. your video. I've seen this before. I think you you sent it to me, and then yes, and there's much more. The version I sent you had uh, uh, was not complete. Let's say there's much more that came through after. So I will I will uh, and I will probably uh, I will uh, also because we get into some mathematical portion of the, the video shows I show yeah. I included actually slides and all the, the, the details of the code. So I will pause the video at some key points to yeah. provide okay. some explanation if that's okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. So let me um, bring the video online right now. And um, I just need to make sure that give me a second here. And I want to make sure also that uh, the audio is clicked. Yeah, I need to share the screen. Yeah, and then make sure those little audio box in the bottom is yes clicked, and then so the audio comes through. Yes, so the audio is right there. Share sound and uh, make me the sound to maximum level, and here as well, so we can hear perfectly. All right, and of course, if you don't hear the sound, uh, Grant, please let me know. I will, will interrupt do. and yeah. fix the problem. But I think it yeah. should be good to go. So okay. here we go. Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, several months ago, I analyzed uh, an ET interaction using a spectrogram analyzer and, and discovered that the audio of that interaction contained several tones. Um, I was able to back engineer these tones um, and identify the specific frequencies that were embedded in the transmission. and was able to replicate them using a simple app. and. The idea came to me to rebroadcast these very same tones 
um, using the very same radio that these tones were coming through. And uh, to my astonishment, every time I was broadcasting these tones, uh, I got a reply from the ET, typically within two to five minutes. And so the next section shows um, this experiments in detail and the reply that are coming through. Okay, it is uh, June 18th, 2020. It is uh, 6.29 a.m. Uh, since I just uh, experienced briefly um, the phenomenon regarding these uh, tones, uh, I'm going to run the experiment this morning again. So, um, to demonstrate, to demonstrate the, you know, what's really happening. So here it is, uh, transmitting the tones now. Um, I'll be transmitting the tone for about one minute uh, using the same radio that produces this very interaction and uh, after I will step out of the car um, with that radio that I use for the transmission and I also use a, <coughs> a second radio uh, in order to um, <coughs> excuse me uh, in order to demonstrate that the reply from the ET is coming through only one radio and not the others again all, since all these radios are set to the same frequencies and are identical um, the fact that the interaction is coming through the very radio that was used for the transmission is completely um, uh, unusual and breaking the laws of physics really uh, since if there would be any kind of electromagnetic interaction or you know regular electromagnetic radio waves are producing these interactions then all the radios that will be set to that frequency will interact the same way and at the same time and it's not what's happening so clearly uh, defying the laws of physics so here we go uh, transmitting the tone right now all right stepping out of the car and see if we get a reply point the phone towards the radios right now so this is the radio that was used for the transmission this one this other radio is identical same model exact same model these two radio two radios are set to the same frequency as we can see here so we will be monitoring for a reply through this radio uh, because it's the one that was used to transmit the tones. So here we go. So the reply came through once again, uh, as usual, as always. Um, and clearly the reply came through very specifically through the radio that was used for the transmission only. And the other one was not triggered. Again, breaking the laws of physics. So, just wanted to document this. I will 
point the uh, phone towards the radio right now in case that uh, a reply comes through. Here we go. We just heard it. So we'll just wait uh, a few seconds or a minute or two to see if we can capture a reply. So here it is. The reply just came through again. So the radio, radio used for the transmission of this one. Here we go. So here we go. We just got the interaction. Very quickly this time again. Here we go. Reply came through. So reply came through. Very clear reply. Okay, so I'm going to pause the recording here and, and make some comments. So what we saw uh, earlier, uh, the spectrum analysis was very straightforward. I mean, anyone can do that. Uh, it's very straightforward and there were eight frequencies, that's why I call it the eight tones, eight frequencies that emerged very clearly from this uh, analysis. And so we see these frequencies are to the left here of the screen. Uh, 310.5 Hertz, 369, 462, for, you know, they're all listed here. Um, and you know the the best analogy probably I will have I could use is like it's like they gave us eight Lego blocks. You know these Lego blocks that you can put together to build stuff. It's like with these eight Lego blocks, these eight frequencies or eight tones, we are able to calculate all the figures that we see here on the screen. You know from sun diameter, uh, radius diameter of the sun, speed of light, human resonance. I'm, I'm not going to go through all the list here, but you can you know people can read from themselves. It's very extensive, and there's even more behind this. I, I, as I keep, you know, working on this, there's even more that's showing up. So let, uh, let me proceed and then we'll... Um, um, and again, the mathematic, mathematics is very simple. 
it's it's it is just a matter of using these eight tones or these eight Lego blocks and uh, either multiplying them or dividing them by one another and we get these figures. So it's quite remarkable that all this information that we see on the screen is contained in these eight tones. So I'll keep uh, playing the video here. So this is an important note here that uh, people need to be aware, aware of. In harmonic mathematics, we're allowed to uh, move the decimal left or right. We get we have an example here, right? These are you know harmonics, if you will, yeah. and it represents you know scaling from mic micro to macro or macro to micro. Uh, but this, I just want to point that out because a lot of the results that we obtain for these calculations, we're using these harmonic mathematics. Okay, I just want to make one comment and then I will let the slides uh, um, play. Okay. So that's an example here very concretely. So we see, for instance, to calculate the sun radius, there are three different ways actually we can calculate it using these eight tones. Not only one, but there are three different ways. Uh, we see at the top here, uh, you know, by simply uh, using 621, 462, and 310.5 hertz, which are part of the eight tones, and which are color-coded, by the way, if you look at the tones to the left, they are color-coded to the right, so they are easier to identify. Uh, but very, very simple mathematics, and what we're getting out of it are uh, amazing results in terms of figures that match, you know, significant figures, is there, you know, solar system or, you know, mathematics, to a very high degree of accuracy. You know, typically the accuracy obtained is in the order of 99.5% or better, typically. Mm -hmm. So this is what we see here. So. So each slide lasts 15 seconds on the video to give time to the force yeah. to see the content. And the speed of light at a very high accuracy as well, 99.96%. Wow. And the Schumann resonance is as is because one of the frequencies is 783, yeah. which matches our Schumann's Tesla Schumann resonance. Now, interestingly, we can get the diameter of the Earth at a very high accuracy by just doing the reciprocal of 783. Wow. Oh, and by the way, this leads to a this leads to a the different discovery that uh, I made, and I will talk in a later slide that this is very significant here because. The Schumann resonance has never been calculated, really. I mean, it's not calculated theoretically. It's measured experimentally. And, uh, and we'll see a way to calculate it, uh, um, you know, experiment uh, theoretically, theoretically, if you will. And it's, uh, it's quite revealing. Can I make a comment before you go on with that? Because sure. I, I didn't notice this the first time you showed me that I saw this video, is the Schumann's resonance. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but um, it, a lot of it is in 
paranormal stuff. For example, Ingo Swan was was um, studied at the Laurentian University in Canada, and they found that when he was hitting the targets, he was he was putting out Schumann's residence. That's one thing, and in the brain. And the other one was that if you followed um, the guy who's the head of the um, uh, whatever the Association for Science Exploration. Uh, William Bankson, who came up with the Bankson healing method, uh, when the healing takes place, uh, they have a Schumann's resonance double or triple, and they've actually recorded this, and the patient and the healer both hit the Schumann's resonance at the same time. So this, this Schumann's resonance seems to be extremely important in, in, in paranormal stuff. And I, when you, when I, I didn't notice the first time that it was also one of the eight tones that you got. Yeah, no, it is very significant, and you know, uh, the Schumann resonance is exactly in the same range as you know the brain vibrations, right? We've got alpha, theta, yeah. gamma, different waves. It's all connected because we are connected to Mother Earth, and um, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be surprising. But it's as you said, I mean, it's, it's not been acknowledged, you know, so far. So it's kind of considered paranormal, but it's it's truly a very important factor, and and I think by the way that these eight tones that they've sent us, they're sending us do not only contain these um, figures about our solar system and mathematics, but this may be a key to communicate with them um, uh, transdimensionally or, you know, regardless of space-time. Because yeah. one, for instance, will have to, you know, if we want to connect to a consciousness to a, you know, in a different star systems, we need to match our vibration for consciousness with, with theirs. Yeah. And, and match also the vibration of their own planets or whatever star system they have so they are it's all about vibration having a match and a resonance and so these eight tones may contain the key to do that yeah because and, clearly and the, mm -hmm. yeah and then the interesting part is that like the the message that they got at Reynolds from Forest they don't basically give you a lesson and say okay this is how it works they just put the tones out and you got to figure it out exactly in this case they give us these eight tones or I call them eight legal blocks and yeah. the for us to figure it out exactly right. Now the moon diameter, same thing, just this reciprocal of 432, one of the tone gives us moon diameter of very high accuracy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <It's> fascinating. <laughs> Pi, obviously the famous Pi. Yeah. Wow. This this mathematical constant is extremely important. The, the, the mathematical mathematical constant E is everywhere in our nature as well. In nature, that's why they call it the natural number. Uh, and there are three two ways to obtain it very accurately. And interestingly. The 369 of the, the famous Tesla 369, when we do the reciprocal of that, we get that natural constant that's embedded everywhere in nature. So it's quite fascinating. Wow, 2.718. The golden number.
harmonic of light. Very important, and we'll talk about it in a little bit here. Oh, here's the musical thing, the 432 yeah, again. Ab yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you're onto something, Jimmy. And there's more. <laughs> there's more to this. And we have these eight tones, but out of these eight tones, we can create at least two binaural frequencies. And we'll show you what it is. But essentially, when uh, we... Uh, the video will show it, so let me play the video. So that's one of the eight tones. 648. Plus 621, which is another eight tones, and that produces yeah. binaural frequencies of 27 hertz. And we can hear, we're gonna hear how it sounds like. Wow. This is a binaural frequency. We hear this, this vibration. This vibrates at 27 hertz exactly. Now, if wow. we, comp we can compare that to the actual interaction on the radio, we can hear this vibration in the interaction. Listen carefully. Does this tie into the binaural beats that are, was used at the Monroe Institute and that sort of stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, what's what happening is is that, and we see it on the, on the video here, or here typically you know, we can hear from about 20 hertz to about 20,000 hertz. That's the range okay. that we can audibly hear stuff. 27 hertz is so low in frequencies that we, you know, if I will play a tone of 27 hertz, nobody will hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's too yeah. low in frequency, right? So a binaural is a way to produce that vibration using higher frequencies. Wow. And so therefore we can hear a 27 hertz using, in this case, 621 and 648 hertz combined. The difference between the two, it's, sim it's simple math, it's simple subtractions. We subtract 648 minus 621, yeah. we get 27. That's wow. the phenomenon. And that's what they use in these uh, I don't know if one wants to use that, but you know, like out of but experience and to get these frequencies that match the Schumann resonance, these very low frequencies in the seven, eight, in the range where our brains, you know, waves are functioning, that's one technique to produce this frequency. So, so interestingly, it looks like these eight tones were also they're configured and designed in a way to produce at least two of these binaural frequencies that are extremely significant uh, because 27. And as we see here in the video, just corresponds to the sun rotation period, the moon revolution. Uh, I'll, I'll let, the, let the video play that a bit here, but we, we see the math here that goes with it. Okay, so we, have, we got the detail here, uh, right? So, you know, 27 is the average rotation period of the, of the sun. Uh, because the North Pole and South and Center, they are not all in sync, right? So they have to calculate the average. Obviously, moon rotation revolution, uh, since we see the same phase of the moon, it doesn't ro rotate per se. We always see the same phase, but it's perfectly in sync with the revolution period. The Earth-Moon size ratio, that's interesting, right? When we compare the size of the Earth and the moon as a ratio, it's 27%. Same for the land, the ratio of land and water on the planet, it's 27%. Wow. Uh, out of 27, we can... You know, through the octaves, we get, and harmonics, we get the 54, 108, 216, 432. This is extremely significant because all these numbers that we see here, we'll see them in a little bit. They are 
very significant in nature and also in sacred geometry. 432, for instance, is a key number. That's the, 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 the pyramid of Giza. The mathematics are really 432 based. The 108 is a, it's called a, um, the sacred number. It's a very sacred number as well. Uh, all of them, I mean, they're all connected. Uh, and obviously the human fertility cycles in you know the 27 days in between so that number 27 is very significant it's almost like this is like a tones that are structures of the universe that that tie yeah. everything together that's right yeah fascinating just fascinating and uh, and I, I found it interesting also i was in, intrigued and tried to find out what the number 27 also meant in terms of uh, numerology and and, and yeah. so on and you know, the, uh, I let the folks read for themselves, but it's uh, very interesting that talk about, uh, you know, represent a sign that you are about to come into contact with teaching or information that will allow you to access that high energy, opening your heart and mind to new insights about service and unconditional love for all humanity. It's a very profound thing. So, Wow. Wow. That's good you read that because I'm going to put this on the uh, audio, the uh, podcast as well. Okay. Now the second binaural frequencies that's generated out of these eight tones is 72, and 72 is a massively important. First of all, it corresponds to the expansion of the, uh, expansion of the universe, <laughs> and I will show you the, the article from the Berkeley University about it. Uh, and 72 is the common number that is divisible into the sum totals of all the five platonic solids. We'll see a picture on the next slide. Uh, it occurs in many sacred sites on the Earth in astron astronomy. It's also a Pure harmonic of 144 and 432, which has, which are the foundation of everything. So we'll, we'll show it in the next slide here. Now we see here all the 72 links to all the, the five platonic solids. Wow. It drives all the sacred geometry, really, in, in many ways. Okay, so here is an interesting slide. Uh, so what we see here is exactly how the, this, the 432 is embedded in all our physical material world. And, and everything, so many things in nature we see are pure harmonic of 432. Right? We see, for instance, we saw the radius of the sun is, is uh, you know, 432,288 miles. <laughs> it's it's 432 yeah. base, right? The moon diameter, if you look at it, it's exactly half of 432. Exactly wow. half at 99.96 percent, or you take 42, the fifth harmonic, the uh, 42 times five, you get exactly the diameter of the moon. For, same for the average uh, radius of Jupiter. Uh, we have uh, also we can, um, you know, using the Great Pyramid. Also, if we take the scale factor of the Great Pyramid times the height of the Great Pyramid, uh, we get the polar radius of the Earth. It's all 432 based. Same wow. for the equator equatorial circumference of the Earth. We take the scale factor of the Great Pyramid, which is 443,200. I'm going to talk about it in a second. 
43,200 is the scale factor of the Great Pyramid of Giza. And if we if we multiply this by the uh, the uh, uh, circumference of the Great Pyramid, we get um, uh, the equatorial circumference of the Earth. So the Great Pyramid, really, when I say 43,200, is that this, the Great Pyramid is like a, a, a miniature scale, a small scale of the Earth. If we take the, that factor of 43,200, which is 432 base, right, plus two zeros, if you take the base of the pyramid and you multiply by that scale factor, you get again, the, the, you know, the size of the Earth and so on. So it's all um, encoded in this. Yeah, and that's and that, as I mentioned before, that's a big part of the message that Jim Pendleton got that Gary Osborne was doing, and I think they're coming out with a second book just on this mathematics, the pyramid and the the relationships and all. It's almost like it sounds exactly the same thing, like like it's this key that they were given in their message, and a key that you were given in your message, and you're the genius that sort of put it all together and sort of figured out what all these all these frequencies were and how they all fit together. Yeah, and there are things coming up that are very profound that I'm very excited to present so in a few slides about this. Yeah. Uh, precision of the equinox, again, this 20-year cycle that we all know about now, the 25,000-year know, yeah. cycle or so, again, it's 432 base, it's exactly 432 times 60, um, and so on. So the uh, zodiac sign and so on, so let's keep going here. Next one, and we see also even 432 with time, right? So we take 432 square. If we take 432 multiplied by itself, we get the speed of light, 99.8% <laughs> accuracy. Just wow. FYI, um, you know the pyramid. Also, I get back to the pyramid because there are so many significant uh, numbers also embedded in this. If we take, in this case, the we see how it's represented here. The the square base will be the base of the Great Pyramid, right? If we take yeah. a circle. On the outside, we call a, a subscribed circle minus we subtract the inside circle, the, the okay. inscribed circle, we call it. Um, we get in qubit, we get exactly the speed of light at 99.98%. <laughs> so the speed of light is encoded in the base structure of the pyramid at a very high accuracy. <laughs> and all that is all 432 based and 144 based. Fascinating. Right. Number of seconds in a day. <laughs> okay, so this this is a very very important slide, and I'm very excited because that's a, a finding that I made last summer, uh, and the way the way actually it uh, let me show you here. I will take a little calculator machine here. This how this started actually many months ago. And I will take a calculator machine just to show exactly how that yeah. happened. You know that frequency, 144.1 megahertz, that yeah. I've been using to make communication with non-human intelligence for all these years. I was very intrigued and I said, there must be something special about this frequency, right? What's yeah. special about this frequency? And I was just kind of drawn intuitively to multiply this frequency by the speed of light. So what I did, I took 144.1. I will demonstrate it mathematically okay. here on the calculator, right? Okay. And I multiplied by the speed of light in megameter per second to be to match the unit, the megahertz and megameters per second. So yeah, I yeah. seven nine two four five eight. Okay, so you saw it. Yeah. Well, the product of both give exactly forty three thousand two hundred dot zero. Wow. So I, I I said to myself, there's no way in the world that's just an accident, right? I mean. Yeah. The statistical probability of that being a coincidence 
is extremely small. So in the 43,200 led me to this research, this work on a pyramid, right? Because 43,200 is the scale factor of the Great Pyramid of Giza after doing the, the search on the internet. And wow. I found a great video from Graham Hancock, actually, that uh, I would like to show here. Let yeah. me give me a second here because it fits totally into Planet. this. Then you find something else as you go deeper. Start measuring the Great Pyramid. Measure it Oops. very, very, very precisely. Measure its base perimeter. And then measure its height. And scale those numbers up. What you find is that at a scale of 1 to 43,200, and I'll explain why that's not a random scale in a moment, on a scale of 1 to 43,200, the dimensions of the pyramid give you the dimensions of this planet. In other words, if you measure the base perimeter of the Great Pyramid and multiply it by 43,200, you get the equatorial circumference of the Earth. And if you measure the height of the Great Pyramid and multiply it by 43,200, you get the polar radius of the Earth. So in all those centuries and millennia, when our ancestors went through the Dark Ages and didn't even know that they were living on a planet, let alone the dimensions of the planet, all they ever had to do was go accurately measure the Great Pyramid. Multiply those numbers by 43,200, and they have the dimensions of our planet. Could this be the evidence to suggest okay, that so. ancient places like the Great Pyramid are here okay, to... so, get back to this, uh, this the movie here. Well, one little comment on this. If you saw when I posted on Twitter, one guy came up and, and he brought up, because early on you were uh, blocking out the... Um, the frequency and so i said well you can you can sleep now the frequencies announced so yes <laughs> that's right <laughs> that, that's the kind of criticism people bring up it's like oh man you can't see the frequency what's going on here it's a big conspiracy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right, the frequency is there now that's right so let me uh okay i want to make sure i can see you here we go all right okay so so the work so when i found out about this forty-three thousand two hundred, i mean there's a relationship here that's extremely important right um whoop, let me get back by one relationship between 144.1 the speed of light and four i mean 43200 is essentially 432 right minus two zeros and harmonic mathematics against the same so this led and this led to this um finding last summer which i was very excited about um again the the foundation of it has came to me many months ago but I was driven, when I saw this 43,200, I went through this rabbit hole of this pyramid, right? And all the mathematics related to it and the scale factor. So um, that's the rabbit hole at the time I, I, I took. But later on, actually in August of, of the last summer, uh, I made a transmission with, uh, I'm working with a very, uh, very smart person. His name is David Sarita. He's a very good collaborator of mine now. Um, you know, I always felt I needed help to connect the dots with, you know, on the on this on this on a lot of these numbers, and so David has tremendous amount of experience. We've been working with him for for uh, since April of, of last year, 2021. So, uh, but anyway, so we made um, we made a, a transmission on during the Lionsgate. So on August 8th, 2021, uh, we made a transmission, and the transmission, and I, I should probably show. Um, I will show the picture in a little bit here, but the transmission was a, a transmission via moon bounce. Okay. Actually, I should show the slide because it's important. 
give me one second here just so you can see um, what I'm talking about here here we go okay can, can you see the slide um. Oh, okay. Let me. No, there just... it is. Now I can see it. Yeah. No. Oh, you can see. Okay, there's a delay here. Okay, let me just. Uh, let me just do this. Okay. So, so, on August eight thousand twenty-one, so we made the. It was an experiment, actually, right? Yeah. So the experiment was to, and we see the little antenna on the picture. Yeah. It was to transmit. On four hundred thirty-two megahertz. And one hundred forty-four point one. A quarter of a million watts, which I'm ca capable of, of producing here with my uh, radio yeah. equipment, and bounce it off the moon using the moon essentially as a passive reflector, yeah. and and all this radiation, this radio wave, essentially bounce back and will essentially hit the Great Pyramid of Giza. We had time; <laughs> I had time the transmission to happen at the same time that you know there will be a common moon window between where I was at the time in, Calif uh, in California. Uh, actually, at the time, I, I already had moved here. I, I apologize. I was already in a, in, a, in Arizona, but I was uh, I was uh, working the station remotely from California because I can okay. I can remotely control all the stations. So, transmission happened, um, and the goal of that experience experiment was to expose the Great Pyramid, and not only the Great Pyramid because the the wavefront that comes back from the Moon will envelop the entire planet Earth. It, it's not like a single, you know, ray. So the, again, the moon bouncing off the radio, the radio wave bouncing off the moon, will impregnate the entire planet with the vibration and the frequencies that were transmitted. In that case, we're transmitting at 432 megahertz and 144.1. And within this carrier, there were also additional frequencies embedded, including the eight tones. By the way, that's one of the okay. key that was embedded in it. Uh, so that's what took place. And interestingly. The, the day, the day, the in the prior week, so I'm, I'm not an expert in, in the lion's gates, but uh, I know it's an, an alignment, you know, of the sun and uh, Sirius. And so there's a, you know, there's energy that's produced that, you know, supposedly can open your third eye and there's, uh, it's an, a portal really that's opening, an, an energy portal that's opening. Okay. And interestingly, in the days prior to the transmission, I started receiving more information or inspiration came through, let's put it this way. Yeah. Uh, and I know David as well had, David has very, had very powerful mystical experience also. So that occurred prior to transmission and actually during the transmission, a lot of information came through and I have a little video of it, I'm not going to show it, but um, during transmission and after as well. So a lot of the findings that we'll see in the coming slides in the video or uh, came out of this experience of this work, if you will. So let me close this here. Okay, so let's go back to the video here. Okay, so, um, and that's part of what came during the transmission, actually. So this mathematical formula was completed during the transmission towards the Lion Gates. And what that is, it shows that when we do a simple ratio of 432, divided by 144.1, which has been the frequency we've been using yeah. for all these years, yeah. we get the speed of light at an accuracy of 99.9978%. Wow. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, it cannot, you know, be a coincidence. Um, yeah. And we see how we can obviously can re... We can play with the formula, obviously, of the speed of light here and um, 
you know, obtain all these different figures because from from the E equal mc square from Einstein, right? We we can calculate the energy or the mass corresponding, you know, and, and so on. So we see how this can be uh, embedded. So essentially, the 144 and the 482 are actually the two building blocks of the speed of light. They are the components of the speed of light. Wow. It's very important to know that because once we understand that, we can modulate these components, you know, to potentially achieve faster than speed of light, for instance, to go to these higher harmonics. Okay. So let's keep going here. And the other thing that came through uh, the week prior. I've lost your sound. I have don't have your voice, Jimmy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so, okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, you're right. back. You're back. I haven't muted. I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, okay, so yeah, the other thing that came through the week uh, prior to the transmission, the Lion Gates transmission towards the moon, and and that blew my mind. And and the insight I had was that. The 144 megahertz frequency, this this yeah. famous number 144, was related to the the length of the Egyptian cubit, which is related obviously to the construction of the Great Pyramid, all yeah. these these sites. So, so what I did, I you know I, I made a calculation. So I took the cubit. Uh, well, I calculate. So what I did actually, I calculated the length, the wavelength, 144.1, when we calculate the wavelength, right? 144.1 is a frequency, but e any frequency has a corresponding wavelength, right? It's all together. Yeah, yeah. and, and when we express the 144.1 in terms of wavelength, and, and we essentially calculate as if this a qubit that we see in a picture here is a, um, a monopole antenna, as if the qubit is an antenna, that antenna, that length, match exactly the frequency 144 megahertz. Wow. How did you come up with the 144.1? Why do you first start using that? Well, the, the amateur radio band uh, to transmit is, is contained between 144 and 148 megahertz. Okay. Right, so 144 to 148. The space communications typically occurs in the lower portion of the band. Wow. And so when I picked that frequency, it was, to be honest, kind of random or kind of, I was just inspired to pick that frequency that wow. was in the lower part of the band. It could have been many other things, right? It could have been 144.101, I mean, yeah. a, you know, an infinite wow. number of, 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 so it just happened to be this way. And I did not, I had not planned for this at all. I just want to be clear. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> <Okay. Not at laughs> so what I explained earlier with the calculator machine is exactly how it happened. I. Uh, you know, after having these interactions, I thought that maybe there must be something important about the frequency. And upon yeah. multiply that frequency by the speed of light, I got this 43,200 43, or the 432 harmonic. That's how uh, you know I got you know down to this rabbit hole. Uh, but this uh, this finding on the 144 megahertz is uh, corresponding to the length of the qubit is so important. I, I cannot emphasize that because. The qubit is the fundamental measurement unit of all these, you know, this, the Great Pyramid of these ancient sites. Yeah. It means that the fundamental measurement unit is based on 144 megahertz. Once, wow. you know, in terms of resonate, it resonates 144 megahertz. And we saw earlier how 144 is tied to the speed of light. It's tied to so many yeah. other things. And I have more yeah. information coming on this. 
This is the foundation here. This is important. The other thing that absolutely blew my mind when I had this inspiration, if you will, was that I realized because the antenna I used to broadcast at 144.1 is obviously tuned and cut physically to this length, you know, to resonate on this frequency that I'm transmitting on. But that means that that length, since it matches the qubit, the Egyptian wow. royal qubit, it means that the length of this antenna essentially or qubits length <laughs> multiple <laughs> that's what we see in the picture wow. Wow. all right so again here we see the all 144 and 432 are embedded this the expansion of the universe if we look at you know this article for instance from uh, berkeley university in california mm -hmm. and they assess the expansion of the universe uh, by measurement techniques using the hubble telescope uh, and other technologies, you know, to 73.3 kilometers per second per megaparsec. But the uncertainty on their experiment is plus minus 2.5. So it can be anywhere between 71 or 70.8 to, you know, to 75.8, right? So that's the range. There's a lot of uncertainty. Interestingly, 72, which is a, a harmonic of 144, right? To take yep, 144 yep. by 240 wow. by 6, you get that. Uh, and also, by the way, which maps exactly the binaural frequency we saw earlier in the eight tones, right? There was a binaural frequency of 27 hertz that we saw, and the second one was 72 hertz. Wow. So again, the number, number 72, highly significant here. Let's advance this a little bit. Uh, interestingly, and some of this information, I was inspired by the work of uh, Bruce Cathy, which is uh, is not on this earth anymore, but has done tremendous amount of work about uh, the harmonic of lights. Uh, you know, a lot of work on 144 and harmonic of light and so on. So um, there was information there that I retrieved that I could essentially use in the work that I was doing. And what we see here is is the foundation of our material world, the prot proton mass, for instance. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you've muted it again. There you go. Yeah, yeah it's it's 144 uh, uh, based, as we see, very simple math, and we can calculate the mass of the proton using this little equation here at 99.92% accuracy. The same for the electron mass. We can re we can find the electron mass by taking the mass of the proton and multiplying by 100 uh, times pi divided by 144 times 4, and we get the mass of the proton exactly at the extremely high accuracy. Wow. Schumann resonance. So this section, I'm very excited also. These findings uh, uh, came to me in, in October, actually. We see the date here when I put these slides together. And uh, let me walk you through these slides a little bit here. And yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of this will be controversial in some way because a lot of stuff may appear new or never talk about this before. But what really I'm inviting the community out there, I'm, I'm not making definitive statements here. I'm inviting the community. There's a lot of very smart people out there, much better than I in mathematics and physics and so on that can, I'm sure, will, you know, will have a, a lot of fun with this and playing with these numbers. So, you know, inviting the community to dig into this and see what's behind this. So in terms of Schumann resonance, so this is, again, very simple math here. You know, this is how we calculate the frequency. We take simply the speed of light 
right and c and we yeah. divide by the the wavelength right and that's how i calculate the frequency if let's say I, I make an antenna here and i want to calculate the length of the antenna i use that very simple mathematical formula that's that's a very known mathematical mathematical formula that's used for antenna building and you know how to calculate resonating bodies essentially now again now if we go to the math that we saw earlier what came to me is that now that we know that the speed of light can be the two components of the speed of light of 432 and 144.1 using this very simple formula we can calculate the, the resonance the frequency resonance of the earth the Schumann resonance but since we're, we're not dealing with an antenna but if we look at the planet earth and we consider planet earth as an antenna itself because it's vibrating yeah, yeah. The, the diameter of the earth itself is equivalent to the diameter of an antenna if you will the length of an antenna so we plug what we see this 12,756 kilometer here that number is the diameter of the earth itself yeah okay we do the simple math we get this 23.50 hertz and when we divide by the third harmonic we get exactly 7.83 which is the Schumann resonance that's what I was saying about the uh, the um, the whole thing with the uh, banks and healing they were getting the harmonic of of 7.83 15 and then the 23.5 they were getting at the same time and they were recording this so it's it, it's you can see it it's it's almost like this ties everything together that's and correct that's to understand correct. yeah wow that, that's correct that's correct that's it ties everything together I'll, I'll send you that material from that because i think that's yeah the Schumann uh, resonance, absolutely i've always realized that's important okay go ahead yes very absolutely uh, I look forward to your material. So, uh, the other thing we can do with this, if now since we calculated the Schumann resonance using the Earth diameter, and if we if we do a, a Fibonacci sequence with the Earth, with the Schumann resonance, right? So Fibonacci, we simply take zero plus seven point eighty three, we get that, and then we take that plus that, we get fifteen point six. Fifteen point six plus this, we get twenty three point five. So, interest. You see the it re essentially the, the the Schumann resonance is a Fibonacci fractal. And, and we see here in this calculation how um, we end up with the 23.5 that we just calculated here again right yeah. how we got to that number using a, doing a symbol Fibonacci se sequence using the um, the Schumann resonance as the starting point Wow. and, and what really came to me here um, in my opinion and what came to me was that really these two components the 144 is is really the fundamental light harmonic which define the speed of light obviously in relation to our consciousness this is where the link with our consciousness comes into play okay and the 432 is just the third harmonic i mean i don't know if there's any relationship but we you know we live in a in a, in a third density third dimension if you will yeah. uh interestingly the third harmonic here is is represents the the material world we live in because it's 432 based mathematics wow okay so we see now how the this interaction is just a short brief extract but how it defies the laws of physics and, and so on so here okay. we go yeah. so the e-tune and the g-signature is still interacting as you can hear and when I press it, press the radio against my body, the intensity increases. I'm going to show it here. See? If I press, see? Unpress, press. Unpress. If I press harder, 
so we can clearly hear the intensity increase uh, while I press the radio against my bioelectric field um, it's not always necessary of course when the interaction is strong enough it just trips the squelch and we can hear it but sometimes you know it looks like the interaction is present but I don't we don't hear it it's not breaking through the radio so when I push it against my body then we can clear, clearly hear it so it's interesting because it really suggests there's a, a flow of energy that's happening here whether we are conscient uh, conscient enough for that here we go now it's going by itself you see this one this one this one is doing nothing here See, so we just saw, I just uh, moved the antenna of the other radio, uh, you know, to touch the antenna of the eight tones radio. And the energy was transferred from the eight tones radio to the other radio. So it was essentially, a, this energy was rolling in both radios simultaneously now, which obviously breaks all of the physics. This should not be happening. Here we go again. I'll do it again. This radio is interacting. I'm gonna take the other radio here. And move it. See? So now this radio has the energy signature. Removing it, it goes into this one. I'm gonna put it back. Now wait. Jimmy, if you don't get the Nobel Prize for this, it's not a fair world. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> it is 6.33 a.m. April 27th, 2020. object again this morning. And there's nothing at this point. Here we go, reply came through. So the reply just came through. Um, I'm looking up now if I can see uh, the object. Uh, I will start recording if I see anything. Okay, I see the object right now. Before sitting on my tripod, I decided to take a quick, quick, short video of it. Now I'm gonna take my iPod and see if I can stabilize the image.
This is in California or Arizona? Uh, this was in California, close to Santa okay. Barbara, California. Pretty clear object yep. sitting there. Yep. It came more than once, by the way, uh, over a period of three days, uh, on three different occasions at massive uh, sightings. I have a bad tripod, so sometimes it's shaking a little bit, but uh, yeah. it gives a taste of what went on. And it's pretty clear, pretty clear, clear image. <laughs> Showing off for you. Yeah. <laughs> It really looks like a vortex that's rotating as well. Yeah. Or like there's almost like there's a field around it as well. Yeah, yeah. An energy field around it. Yeah. I wonder what hell put off the thing that's pretty interesting. That's it for the tones. Wow, it, it's almost like you get the thing where when when you boil it all down, it's almost like the when when Einstein discovered the E equals M C squared. When it comes down to a very simple formula and everything links together, then you know that this is sort of a representation of reality. That it's yeah. So you, exactly, exactly. Um, I do have more videos I would like to show here briefly. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Sure, um, sure. Oh, yeah. Let me see here. I'm trying to uh, get your. Um, let me stop sharing here. Okay. And I will restart. I have a short video because it ties to the 144. It's a, there's a very important. Uh, there, there are new discoveries that were made recently um, over the last few months uh, about how this code. This 144 ties into the uh, the flower of life itself. So it's a video that lasts about two minutes. Yep. Uh, it's open source, and the gentleman is an expert in sacred geometry. And I communicated with him uh, recently, and I created a message, uh, you know, using one of his uh, sacred geometry uh, uh, pictogram, and I broadcasted it, and I got amazing sightings during the broadcast. We'll show that in a few seconds. But <laughs> so let me uh, let me play the video here. Give me one second. Okay, and I need to share my screen. Give me a second to do this. I don't know why I lose your. Um, I want to make sure that I. Give me a second. Okay, and share. Give me a second sound okay here we go okay here we go i have today an incredible revelation regarding the flower of life and what is secretly embedded and comprised within it 
there are exactly 144 components inside the flower of life and I'd like to show you step by step how I achieved this code 144 so we're looking here at the flower of life most it's the most popular symbol in the mass consciousness in the planet showing the mechanics the physics of the quantum field and how the quantum connects to the macrocosm geometrically we've created the universe but mathematically when I count all the number of petals in here we have 90 petals here and if we counted all the triangles throughout this web of the universe we have 54 54 being half of the holy number 108 so if we said how many okay pausing here because also there's important numbers here right the 100 he talks about 154 which is highly significant which is half of the holy number 108 but 27 if you recall that 27 was one of the eight tones earlier so 27 is direct harmonic take 27 times 2 you get 54 or 27 yeah. times 4 you get 108 so wow. it's all connected to this components in this whole flower of life this three frequency flower of life we have 90 plus 54 which happens to add up to 144 and 144 is really special because when the only number that is a square of the Fibonacci sequence is F12 because the 12th Fibonacci number is 144 and that's the only number that does that the 12th Fibonacci number when we square it is 144 and why is 144 so important because in according to the work of Bruce Cathy who gave us the unified grid the ley lines around the planet he's saying that there's 144,000 nautical miles in a minute of arc so where these master teachers these people who are knowledge holders they're teaching us that the speed of light is not what you call it 186,000 miles per second now that is correct in that system but in the um, the original nautical mile system that the ancients revered the speed of light is 144,000 minutes of arc per grid second and that's all about understanding the three-dimensional trigonometry of the earth grid around the planet that's why the the flower of life is connected to the speed of light because of the 144 components in the fabric of creation it's, it's incredible so it's, it's incredible. kind of all ties in together um, and yeah. I have uh, one more slide here that I'd like to show really I, I feel that. like I'm watching history being made here it's, <laughs> it's incredible okay so uh, following that so um, I was very uh, excited about his disc uh, uh, Jane uh, discovery on a hunt you know the, the C144 yeah. code we just saw and this is new this this happened this year, I believe, uh, January 2021, I believe he made the discovery. It's a very significant thing. Wow. So, so I ended up uh, doing actually is a, I created a, a multi-layer message. It's a new generation of message that I, I, I create now. And I embedded this uh, 144 code, as we see here yeah. uh, in, in the picture. Uh, this message, uh, the reason why I call it a multi-layer is that the bottom portion of it encoded between 432 hertz which is not a coincidence by the way 432 and 970 hertz is binary code message so this text is in the form of binary code the upper portion the pictogram is in the in, uh, just regular audio uh, um, modulation um, within that uh, well actually I mean you know this pictogram contains all these um, 
coordinates, latitude and longitude here that we see, correspond to all the ancient sacred sites on the Earth that all lined up in a perfect line. I believe I showed this video before. Uh, and this is the Earth grid. Uh, there's an entire symphony number five, Adagietto, is encoded here, compressed and accelerated in a few seconds. And also at the end of children's voice calling on Mark, Mark Angel, um, angels, calling on angels. And so uh, to represent essentially the youth and, you know, the, uh, of the earth. So okay. all this information is encoded in 69 seconds. Again, okay. this includes an entire symphony here. So okay. um, let me put this aside. And so I broadcasted this message. Um, so you change, you change it to a file and put it through the radio, right? That's right. I, I create a, I created an audio version of that. Okay. Right. So that file is essentially encoded into an audio file, and that's the audio file that I, I broadcast. Okay. Okay. Now, in this case, I had beamed the antenna towards Jupiter, and that's what we're going to see. And um, I will let the video here. It's pretty self-explanatory here, but there were sightings that occur actually during the transmission of this message. So here, so here it is. And those are the songs. I'm sorry, I touched something here. Give me a second, I will restart it here. Here we go. This is a camera on your array that's picking That's up. correct. So we see the antennas. Jupiter is right in the middle. Three objects there, right? The flash? Yes. Okay. You see, there are two that are in tandem. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one. Like, it could be a structure, actually. That is fascinating. So that's that was uh, that was quite uh, amazing. And prior to that, uh, three weeks prior to that, I do have another video I'd like to show here. Yeah, yeah. So it's another transmission. Um, at this time, this was a message that I made, and I, I will forward briefly so you can see it, and I will let the, play, the video play after. This was a message that I made to invite our cosmic family to manifest themselves in this square. We see here where the antennas are located in this little yeah. uh, area. So I was inviting them essentially to manifest their presence in that region of the sky because the camera can capture that. Yeah. And the, the, the deal was that if they 
if they manifest themselves, I will share this information with the rest of the world. And so that that's what happened. So I will uh, I will play the video here, and um, it's got a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and the transmission in this case was made towards Saturn. There was a beautiful formation uh, of uh, we could see the Moon, Jupiter, and Saturn. So that was okay. a beautiful night. So you're using your big antenna to send the signal here? Yes. Yeah, okay. Quarter of and a million it, watts. Quarter of a million watts, okay. But we don't need that power, they're just right above us. Yeah. So this is the message that was encoded into an audio file which I, I broadcasted and thought we're going to see you next. see Jupiter, Saturn and the Moon beautifully yeah. positioned and I was uh, aimed the antenna towards Saturn. Have you, have you run this uh, again? Because you, you you know people will say, well, we need to duplicate this because that's pretty stunning. Where you're sending the signal and and this and you 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 get an actual response. It it is uh, it is really touching. I mean, uh, let me just stop the video here a minute. Uh, it is um, it is very uh, you know it, it's very it's very touching. I mean, and this I've I've been able to replicate this grant many times. Wow. I will say probably maybe between 30 to 50 percent of the time I do have sightings while transmitting now. Wow. wow. So it's uh, it's incredible and also some daytime sightings as well. Uh, let me show you one here that's uh, let me show one that's interesting here. Uh, I will use this one here. Here you go. And let me just uh, share again. Okay. I made a little compilation here, but I'm going to go fast through it. Share, sound, here we go. Okay, and um, so here it is. There's a few more sightings, again, to confirm. So this is my antenna, Ari. <laughs> you. <laughs> 
What do the neighbors say about that? Well, the, the neighbors are pretty far now, so it's it's good. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. So we see here a structure that was quite amazing that appeared, and we see two different actually objects. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Very, uh, you know, shade does geometry to this. I mean, if we look here, the, the angle here with this angle here perfectly, that's like a perfect yeah. angle. Same thing here. And here, this look, looks like a little flying saucer. Probably not yeah. that, but it's just very, you see, look at the, the geometry, very square here. It's very interesting, the geometry of this one. Wow. So this was live on December 16. This is fresh material. So what I was doing here is that I was using the sun to calibrate my antenna system. So, uh, so what happens is that, uh, let me just make sure I can see who here. So what happened is, you know, to calibrate my azimuth and uh, azimuth yeah. and elevation of my rotator system, I, I, I put the antenna towards, direct the antenna towards the sun, knowing that the sun has a coordinate, I can kind of calibrate my system. So I was doing that kind of randomly and just I was not transmitting anything and I was um, um, you know just recording I, I always record now we never know right so this is what happened object again here yeah. but see two object it's probably a structure that's just a uh, very large yeah. structure that's we see two lights but This was transmission towards Sirius A. So we see her right in the middle is uh, we see Sirius A. We see the Orion Belt here up okay. on the upper yeah. right side. I will move us because I think the sighting occurring right there. So. Triangular structure here. Daylight right across the screen. I think you made contact. 
so they are there. Um, no kidding. And I think the rest of the video is, uh, I think it's, well, it's almost over. Oh no, this is good. Let me just keep playing here. There again, looks like a little flying saucer. Yeah. This is what's Jupiter. We see this massive object just above Jupiter flashing. Wow. Again, this happened during the transmission. During the transmission. Wow. So we saw the, the, the last one, we saw it here. And there's a last one I would like to show. Um, in which this one occurred actually on Christmas night so I was about to go to bed and um, I uh, decided to make a transmission on Christmas night mm -hmm. and this is what happened I will uh, just forward a bit here Just next to yeah. the Orion yeah. belt. Yeah, yeah. Again, during transmission. Is that one object or two objects? One object, but there's going to be uh, more now. Okay, and so on. Object. Wow. It's a structure, it's like it. So wow. incredible. Absolutely, absolutely incredible, Jimmy. I mean, I, I I remember even when you guys were first working, when Marcel told me you guys were working on this, I put it in the book Contact Modalities. I didn't know what you guys were doing, but Marcel, and that was years ago, and it's just it's just blossomed, and it's just, it's almost like I, I feel like I'm on the edge of watching history being made here. I mean, it's incredible what you've done. I mean, it, I just, I can't say enough, and well, I, th I think I think there's a there's a we're all kind of on the earth. There's a massive awakening happening. All yeah. all of us, all of consciousness is expanding rapidly, and depending obviously on the personal path we're on, happens at different rates. But um, we see that there's, I mean, uh, we're seeing. I mean, people are bending spoons all over the place now, right, with yeah, their yeah, mind, yeah. right. Yeah. So there's a massive shift that's happening. There's more. There's one video I'd like to show here, and yeah. it's related to decoding these messages. So I, what we saw earlier was, uh, uh, can I just remove this here? Okay. What I saw earlier, uh, what I showed earlier was the decoding of the eight tones. And the eight tones is a very specific energy signature, one of several. Yeah. Uh, and I know that actually that uh, eight tone energy signature occurs on one of radios, uh, uh, one of Marcel's radio as well. We, you know, Marcel Vidovic, 
yeah. one of his radio has that energy signature. But most of the time, um, I mean, what I've been observing now from reports from all over the world, uh, the the most um, known or experienced energy signature is like these chirps, right? Yeah. Really, ch -ch -ch, just like that. Yeah. And so this is the video I'd like to present here. Uh, I have not decoded this uh, energy signature yet, but I just want to show something that I think will open people's eyes. And now, inter interestingly, there's a, a quite a funny uh, parallel with uh, the movie Contact, you know, with Judy Foster. Okay, yeah. So wow. it's kind of funny parallel, but I think it's, you know, I think people will enjoy this. So let me just share the screen. Here we go. We see each of these chirps are very unique. They contain a they could contain a tremendous amount of information. They're all different in amplitude and frequencies. We see that none of these chirps is similar. So there could be a, a language, a lot of information encoded into this, and that's what we need to figure out. Oh my goodness, that's incredible. You know, and I had um, three years ago, uh, let me just get back to the normal screen here. Let me stop sharing. Uh, three years ago, um, when I organized my first uh, C5 event, actually, in Rose Valley, California, yeah. uh, there's a gentleman um, that came to, uh, uh, you know, I invited a gentleman to, uh, to my house because he didn't have a place to stay. And uh, the gentleman had a very powerful mystical experience yeah. um, while at my home. And uh, we both had, actually. But he, he, the being that appeared to him, you know, we had a pretty, you know, extensive interaction with a light being that appeared to him. And um, and Curtis, his name is Curtis Lee Thomas. He uh, he's a bestseller author. He, he mentioned uh, he asked the question to the light being. He said he said, "What's up with Jimmy's, you know, interactions? What are, how can we decode these? How can we decode these 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 uh, interactions?" And he was kind of referring to this church. And the being bended over to him. It was very tall, like nine foot or so, yeah. like very tall. Bended over, and he said in his words, "Slow it down." As much as you can. So, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
that so, is that is just fascinating it's like i i don't know how you got time to do all this i mean you you got to be some kind of genius to assemble all this stuff it's just i'm just amazed jimmy i'm just like i i just feel like i'm on the edge of watching history be made here and i'm so honored to to be a part of this and to promote this and yeah we, we're all i think excited uh you know and, and thank you thank you for the kind words uh, grant i mean i think we're all excited i see clearly across the board uh, people who awaken um you know doing the work and doing the spiritual work and, and doing the consciousness work which is at the base of everything there's a massive expansion that's happening right now massive changes i said people are bending spoons now all over the place where they're sightings or starting to make connections and so you know, I think uh, humanity really is, is getting in line and getting ready for something that's going to be much more profound and serious in terms of contact. And, um, you know, what I like about this uh, radio contact modality is that it's, uh, it's a personal thing that people can experience individually. They have their own experience um, and uh, it can be gradual and, and it's, not like, it's not like a forced sighting that, you know, somebody, that a sighting is forced upon themselves, yeah. right? So that yeah. can be transformative maybe not necessarily in a positive way if the person is not ready for it so it's a way to engage in a way that's you know um you know with with, with or will and and it's uh it's a bit fantastic and as i said technically speaking um and people don't realize that these small handheld radios the 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 transmission will will go very very far and i have a last video i would like to share if that's okay yep. uh, grant okay. yeah because sure. it, it goes along with that and i just want to show the um the technical aspect of this. So I have a video here I'd like to show that I put together for the folks who may have doubt or are not sure technically how this this is possible technically. So let me do this and the video is this one. Okay so I, I do a satellite communication um, so there are satellites that are equipped. Let me just pass forward a bit. So what we see here is a I use a software so the software shows where the satellite is located. So in this case, we see the satellite is called CO55. That's the code of the kind of satellite. A satellite was going towards the west coast of the United States. We see the path with the red line here, yeah. or the white yeah. line, right? And what I show is that I'm going to go a bit further here. The satellite was was at a distance of 2,000 miles. So if we see here on the software, it says the range RNG. That's the range yeah. at distance. The yeah. satellite was at 2,000 miles of distance, which which is very far and 500 miles of altitude. Yeah. Um, and the satellite was transmitting with a power of only one tenth of one watt, wow. 0.1 watt, which is much less than a typical handheld yeah. uh, radio, right? They're about what eight watts. Uh, yes, between four and eight watts. So yeah. even a tenth of a watt can be heard at 2,000 miles away in in wow. free space. And 2,000 miles away is maybe roughly, I don't know, maybe eight times uh, farther than the, than the uh, International Space Station, the I ISS. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, um, and what we hear now, th this satellite is equipped with a transponder, uh, with a, a transmitter that transmits a continuous tone. That we, we can hear it physically, we can hear the tone. And again, that tone was 2,000 miles away. I'll play it now. Can you hear, can you hear the sound? Yeah. You can hear the sound in the background, like the tee. That's the satellite that's approaching the west coast of the United States. Again, 2,000 miles away. I'm going to fast forward a little bit so you can hear the sound a bit more. Here, so. 
and we see here the sound, the Doppler effect that's happening as the satellite is approaching. But the distance yeah. is far, 1,500 miles, and we can hear it very well. Yeah. And at some point, it gets closer. You see here the sound. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Again, one tenth of one watt. So wow. when we transmit with these handheld radios, literally the signal will reach the moon. Wow. And this is with man-made technology. We can just imagine that these civilizations, they may have uh, AI probes around the Earth uh, that are cloaked. I mean, who knows what they have to monitor us. So, you know, we don't need a lot of power to be heard. We don't need a quarter of a million watts. We don't need that, right? Uh, again, it's, we have the equipment, the technology on this Earth right now to literally be heard in space and heard by these cosmic uh, civilizations. I just want to make that clear because the physics is is real and I just wanted to demonstrate that uh, that video here. Um, okay, a couple last questions. I mean, how many people do you figure have uh, got the radios? I know there was some questions about Canada. In mm -hmm. Canada, the restrictions are a little bit different. You can't go, you know, the frequencies, you can't use the same radios, but how many people would you have around the world that, that have gotten onto this now and, and are... I, I will say um, there's probably, you know, a couple of dozen people that are very active that I've, I'm aware of that, uh, yeah. you know, have been using this successfully uh, all over the world, literally. I mean, it's it's all over the world. Um, you know, I, obviously, I tell people, you know, make sure you do this, uh, you know, lawfully and there's rules, regulations. Yeah. Every country have their own regulations. Yeah. I'm not getting into this because it doesn't end. Each country have their own setup and frequency yeah. range. So they're different radios. So make sure you do this, you know, do this legally. But you can own a radio like I saw and tune it to 144.1. You can legally have that as long as you don't transmit. If you don't have a amateur radio license, you don't transmit, right? So you can receive like a receiver. So that's okay to do that. Um, but yeah, so it's... Um, it, it's uh, it's going, you know, it's spreading pretty fast now. I just had a report from Montreal, Canada, uh, again, uh, a couple of days ago that uh, they had tried that for the first time and had very successful results. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very encouraging to see. And what encourages me a lot is that it's working and, you know, these non-human intelligence are allowing it to happen. And, uh, you know, I think we're all really on the verge of, you know, a massive shift, a massive breakthrough in, in that regard. And it just that's just how it feels. And the radios are pretty cheap, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, people can find a two-way radio for 20 bucks, a pair of radio for 20 bucks, right? They call FRS radio or family radio service. You can find them. Some other radio, like the Beofeng that I'm using, I've been using or more in a between 40 to $80 range, but it's still yeah. very affordable. Um, and you know, the primary tool really is our consciousness. I just want to point that out, yeah. that all this work is done with intent and when we have when we make a transmission we consciously intend to do it right so it's a tool in itself yeah. and yeah. and uh, I, I don't want to i want to make sure that you know people understand that this consciousness is at the foundation of all this i mean people often will even transmit like telepathic thoughts and they will get a reply for the radios right so it becomes like a tool like i think we've been given you know we're allowed to use these tools uh, in a way that's like it's really just a technological aid right technological aid to help our consciousness that connection of our consciousness with these these civilizations and uh it's very exciting and you, and, and you have gotten some sort of indirect help you've you've sort of been you talked about having inspiration sort of downloads where you, you they may yes. be sort of helping you to direct you not directly but give you little hints as to which direction to go in like even this idea with this encounter with this with this being that said go slower you know slow it down this oh, kind of thing yeah, yeah absolutely i i feel i mean 
based on what has been happening in my life, I, it feels like I've been put on the path to find information when I need to find certain piece of information, whether yeah. it's about physics or mathematics. Yeah. Uh, but just to give an example, the, the eight tones, the way the decode happened on November 1st of 2021, which is very recent, yeah. what, two months ago, I was uh, in, in a hotel room, I had made a transmission and uh, the radio was interacting, but it was not... Uh, it was not an energy signature that was producing an audible tone. It was more like these chirps, if you will, kind of yeah, yeah, type of yeah. thing. But I could hear, I could hear a tone, a frequency in this interaction. It's almost like I could hear it with my third eye. Okay. Yeah. And so what I did, but I didn't know which frequency it was. I was intrigued, so I I pick up my uh, you know my iPhone. Yeah. There was an app. I use an app, and I increase the frequencies of that app until there was a match to the frequency that I could hear. Okay. And I got the match at exactly 621 hertz. Wow. And I said, okay, 621 hertz. I mean, I, I recognize that frequency. I said, is it not one of the eight tones? So I went on my computer, powered up my computer, checked wow. on the eight tones. It was one of the eight tones, 621 hertz. I said, holy cow. <laughs> then I sat down on my desk, and for the next three hours, all the information came out, and I just was inspired, and just I started creating slides and doing all these ratios and mathematics. From that moment, so that's how the initial happened. There was further discoveries afterward, but that's so. I feel that the, you know, I think we get we're getting help. Absolutely historic. That's that's the that's you hear these stories all the time. How how it actually works, where you get just a little hint and and you, it comes. I know my I had the experience in 2017 where I couldn't write fast enough. It was like, and you know, it's real. I, I can you confirm that? Like you know, this is this is this is is not just an idea this is information this is yeah. like almost noetic it's, it's that that's correct i mean i had been waiting for i had been trying to decipher these codes for months i mean these frequencies if you look at, at them in itself i mean they're 369 means something right the 369 yeah, yeah. 783 maybe for human resonance but the rest of it i mean yeah. i just i just didn't click i couldn't make it and that at that moment it just just came out so uh, wow. clearly we're and, getting help and now for the last question and the most important question is there's going to be a lot of people who will have something they want to add to help you to give you ideas to contact you. So how do how do people contact you if they've got something that they think can add to uh, what you're doing? Yes, I, I do have um, on Facebook a group called Beyond the Signal. It's a private group for you know people doing yeah. this work. So uh, you know, feel free to uh, make a request there. Uh, I have a YouTube channel where all my videos are posted. Uh, you can reach me there as well. And um, you know, overall, I should I should be accessible, so it's there. And I'm working on a website actually that will be launching soon. It's going to be called myfirstcontact.com. www.myfirstcontact.com. Uh, so you'll be able to see more material. We're going to post a lot of material uh, there, and uh, it's very exciting. It's very you know, no words. You know, it's just it's just so exciting what's happening, and so I have to say that there's such a wonderful community out there, and I want to thank all the community that have been in touch with me or not in touch with me, just doing yeah. this work. Uh, it's been fantastic. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think everybody's trying to figure it out. I mean, and 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 it'll ring a bell. Like I'll send you the material I get on the Schumann's resonance. But when when I saw that today, I was like, wow. I mean, I put it in contact modalities and stuff, and it was. Uh, I I think it will. Aid because when when I see that it's like I go wow that can't be coincidence where I I was on the same sort of thing and it had to do with something you know paranormal but different so I think it's all linked together it's all connected 
And I, I we have a theory called the theory of wow. This is one of the biggest wows I've ever seen. When you see it, and you Oops. go like, wow. I, 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 mean, this is... I lost you, Grant. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay, you're back, you're back. Go yeah. Ahead. yeah, the theory yeah, of the, wow. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 when you see this stuff, you just realize like, uh, it may not be fully refined. It may not be all figured out yet, but you realize you are onto something, Jimmy. I mean, this is this is incredible work you've done, and and in a very short time, it's only been a couple of years you've been working on this. Uh, yeah, more intensively. I mean, I, I started my first contact in uh, May first, two thousand seventeen, but yeah. uh, you know, it's very recent. I mean, it's it's very recent, and now now it just feels like it's accelerating. You know, big time. It's accelerating, wow. and <clears throat> we clearly have a mean to communicate. With this yeah. civilization, if you look at the the sightings occurring during the transmissions, there are multiple sightings of different configuration, which suggest different civilizations, yeah. like the triangle structure, and then there's just yeah, one yeah. on the back, and and so they are listening to us. They are listening to us, and we just need to talk to them, right? They, that's the thing. We when we transmit and we communicate our intent to, for contact and so on, it gives them the permission slip to communicate back to us. Right. Otherwise, they will just land on the White House lawn, right? It, but it's not happening. So we need to communicate to them, and they will get back to us. And what I've learned also, and what's interesting, in, during the August 8th uh, Lionsgate transmission, I transmitted, like, sacred geometry and mathematics and physics, and downloads that came, came back to me were yeah. along these lines, right? So yeah. they reply back, but not for technology necessarily. It can be just for consciousness. Yeah, it's almost like they understand all the the eight tones and the, how everything's all linked together, and we're just figuring it out now. So once you start using the right language, you can make the contact. You're using the language that they're using. We're we're waiting for some you know word message to come to us, and it's uh, the way you've discovered is to talk in their language and and they can communicate back. and And again, it's they they're making you figure it out. They're not they're not handing it to us. We, we have to go through the work, and I appreciate the work you've done on this. I'm just absolutely, I'm honored to have been part of this whole story, and I'll do what I can to, to move it along. I can think of a couple people that I want to link this up to. And, and as I mentioned to you, when I did the Twitter thing, there was a huge response. You know, there's a lot of people skeptical or whatever, but um, I, I think you're going to get a pretty good uh, response when we put this thing out. Yeah, that's great. And thank you, uh, thank you, Grant. Your voice is so important, and I, I really appreciate you uh, you know, focusing on the experiencers, taking the time because that's where the game is played. Really, I truly believe that, and your voice is so important. I, I cannot thank you enough for allowing us to have a voice. You know, allowing yeah. us to have a voice. Thank you so much. Well, we're we're, we're Canadians. It's like I, I always make the joke where I tell the Americans, Canadians invented football, basketball, and hockey, and also the telephone. So you're from Canada. I'm from Canada. So we have to do our part to to move the ball. Everybody thinks it's like. It's all Americans, but uh, you're you're from Canada and I'm from Canada, and and we're doing our part to enlighten the world. So thank you for for what you've done. Pleasure, Grant, and uh, again again thank you. Beautiful. Okay, and uh, hopefully we can do this again once we get the feedback and you find some more material. Uh, I'm here to promote it as much as I can on every platform I can think of, and I'll do what I can to help you. Thank you, Grant. And maybe next time we can do a live transmission live towards Oh, yes, Jupiter. yeah, we were going to do that this time. We'll do that next time. Okay, let's set it up and uh, we'll do it. We'll, uh, we'll get the response and see what happens with this and uh, we'll go from there. That's right. Excellent. Maybe we can do a mass consciousness uh, experiment, you know, where we put out the intent well ahead of the event. Yeah. People can, yeah. you know, and then we will trans when we make a transmission and see if we can get some kind of reply for this. And we can go, we can go live. We can actually get on. Uh, maybe there's there's one way I know we can get on. Maybe 
10 or 12 platforms. We can go live where we're on uh, YouTube and on Facebook at the same time. And people can actually in the chat box can actually, you know, ask questions and follow us as we do the transmission. That's right. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Exciting. You made my day. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Grant. It's a good start to 2022. You've you've started off right. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space, and thank you so much for listening.